Hello everybody, welcome back to Fastscape Rewatch Season 2, Episode 15, Won't Get Fooled Again. Hello. Hello. I am Count Hats and Red Nightmare is here as well, as usual. Yes. Am I? Are am we? I not? Are we Are all? Are we sure about that? What? I don't know. What is real? What is real anymore? <laughs> I don't know, and John definitely doesn't know in this episode. No, this, yeah, I said last week when uh, we were setting up uh, the next episode and said that this one is something that probably sticks out in a lot of people's minds. Mm-hmm. And I can see why. Yeah. I even remember this one. <laughs> and we didn't give a synopsis because it was like, no, this one is just weird from the get-go and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we'll see. This is another episode that is kind of like self-contained. Um, yep. So it doesn't really matter, you know, previous things. Although and just it, as last week, it has fallout. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's, you know, references back and continuity, which is always always good. And, yeah, it does definitely set stuff up going yep. forward, which is good. It's what we like to see out of, even out of things that are self-contained. Yeah. So, let's get into it, because there's, there's a, a lot to unpack. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> we start out with, like, previously on Farscape? Yeah, we basically... We uh, see actual CGI, uh, previous CGI of the opening episode of John yeah. flying the module, getting hit by the electromagnetic wave. In this case, they actually warn him that he needs to stop. He gets hit. He wakes up in the hospital. Yeah. He's in an operating theater. Like His dad's on the phone, says, uh, I'll let you know if anything changes. And John sort of jolts awake and he's like, where am I? What's going on? It's mm-hmm. like... Oh, I'm happy you're back, son. It's good oh. to have you. Oh, yeah. that's John, how are you doing? That's my name. Don't wear it out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then, five seconds, he just jumps on top of his father, pushes him to the ground. He's like, you're not my real father. <laughs> this isn't real. This isn't, this isn't happening. <laughs> and there's, there's attendants dragging him down, holding him to the bed. John's fa- father is helping. And Aaron, Dr. Oh. Aaron, which is a thought actually that terrifies me, Yes. You, you need to be operated. Let's use this pulse rifle. No, she, yeah, she comes in and starts uh, treating John and says, I'm not Aaron. And she's Nurse Bettina Fairchild. Yeah, Doctor. <laughs> doctor. Oh, yes. Yes, sorry. It says there's no brain she damage. Went to medical school. That's true. There's no brain damage. You're okay. You're fine. And he, John, John's still like, hey, are they listening? Is that why you can't talk? You know? Okay, aggressive and now paranoid. <laughs> Because John, John has been in this situation before. Exactly. In his human reaction, this is exactly what, what happened as well. And he's yeah. like, no, I, I'm not buying this. Immediately, he's like, nope, you know what, this, uh, this isn't right. In here before, didn't, didn't work that time, doesn't work this time. Yeah. So, I mean, she says that it's been a week since he crashed, and he says, I don't remember that. I had a nightmare of a ship full of aliens, and you know, he says, don't worry, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine. I, I'm better now. I know my dad is not a bunch of goo, purple goo with a dad skin around it. Don't worry. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> He's like, okay, I, I, I want to go apologize to my dad for anyway, uh, assaulting him. And Dr. Fairchild is like, okay, fine. Well, it's probably best you do it yourself. Good exercise. I'm just going to release you despite being a violent patient just a while ago. Okay. Yeah, so he gets up, goes outside, and he's like... <laughs> And then we get the title drop because it goes past the women's uh, bathroom. He's like, won't get fooled again. Yeah. Opens the door. There's actually something inside yeah. there. <laughs> it's like, that. damn it. <laughs> I like that in the first five minutes of the episode, that's the first thing you do. It's like, ah, women's bathroom. Yeah. Hey. Okay, good. It worked last time. Yeah. And there's a woman's like, hey, what is this? He's okay. like, I'm sorry. I thought it was a co-ed bathroom. What planet are you from? Not this one. <laughs> he, check, he checks the newspaper from a person who's also there. It's like, yeah, no, checks out. Okay, six gators, uh, six, uh, sixth victim of the gator attacks. There were five last, last time. Like, yeah, so, they're getting the details week. right. Yeah, exactly. And he walks up to uh, his dad, uh, gives him a hug. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry, dad. Uh, but clearly his face is like, yeah, right. I'm yeah. not buying any of this. <laughs> and then DK comes uh, along. And he's like an ad lib actually from uh, 
Ben Browder as DK comes in. Hey, you're new. <laughs> nice. He outlived that one. Sweet. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're here. You're here this two this time. I don't know. It's something like that. Referencing. Oh that yeah. Like... Last time DK wasn't there. Right. Yeah. 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 And his reaction. Yeah, but DK says, uh, well, the crash was pilot error, and, you know, we're, the Farscape project is in trouble now because of all this. And, and uh, John's dad, heavy air quotes, yeah. it's like, uh, well, it wasn't pilot error, and the others are just screwed up, and there's a whole discussion about how yeah. he should have aborted and everything, how he landed while blacked out, and like, yeah, right. They're just arguing back and forth, and they're like, well, okay, before we do anything else, you know, John, you've got to go get a clean bill of health. You've got to go see a psychiatrist. And so he goes to see a psychiatrist, and he's wait—he's—he's he's ordering a pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes—he goes to the office first. Is that ordering, like, a, ordering a pizza? Like, oh, these guys are really good. <laughs> Puts the phone down again, like because they're reacting exactly as they should react. Yeah, and then we meet the psychiatrist, Doctor Kaminsky, who is Zan in yeah. a suit. <laughs> When I heard the voice, I was like, oh, I'm actually going to be interested how Virginia Le Hay looks like without makeup. Mm -mm. Nope. 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 It's just Zan. It's Zan. It's still blue, still makeup. And John's like, wait, what? Yeah, because in, in the previous few scenes, it's been like, they, 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 you know, the it was all a dream trope is something that's been done a lot. And everything was relatively normal. Yeah, and there was Aaron. Aaron, you. And, so like, that and you were there, and you were there, and you were there. <laughs> but then and, Zan comes in and she's just blue, and you're like, okay. And Joel's okay. like, wait, no, you're blue. Yes, this, yes. You have a problem with people with of people. color, she says. <laughs> you're like, oh, 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 you're not denying it. <laughs> huh. Well, she just keeps answering everything of his with a question. Yeah, it's like, stop that. I like well. It's the I love the the sort of classic thing is, why do you answer everything I say with another question? It's like, does that bother you? Stop <laughs> God, it! Dad, damn it! <laughs> and it's like, you're an alien. It's like, no, that's true, but I do have a green card. <laughs> <laughs> like, the point is, she's not denying being blue. I know, but and that's Elfian and a plant. Yeah, they... and she starts bringing that up. Yeah, and it's like, okay. Um, alright, I'm going to try something. Uh, let's, so he puts his hand on her head to try yeah. and get... Uh, her hands on his head. Try and helping unity. Like, okay, let's, yeah. As in, picture if you will, where he, he was like, okay, hoping that in this case, whoever's watching, they can have a secure link. Yep, but nope, nothing nope, happens. Nothing. Um, this guy's just like, what do you expect? No, nothing. I was hoping for an ally. Yep, and he got, yeah, nothing, and he says, and then uh, she says, okay, can says to her assistant, cancel my appointment, my three o'clock, no, wait, cancel the rest of my day. <laughs> I like that John actually at this point goes like, okay, so no allies, you ha the enemies haven't revealed themselves yet. Is it the ancients? No, they've picked my brain enough. Yep. Is it Moldus? No, another style. I'm In my notes, is it Moldus? We wish we were that lucky. <laughs> Yeah, it would be nice to see Mortis again, but no. Celine actually, he brings up Rhapsody in Blue. Yeah. He's... Like, is it Celine? Uh, the Delphians. Yeah, yeah, that might actually be it. That might yeah. actually be it. Mm -hmm. Scorpius hasn't been mentioned yet, that, yet at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. He's trying to puzzle out who exactly is doing this to yeah. him. It's like, which is actually, uh, I watched part of the commentary, and the, they, the writer mentions, like, yeah, we have to do this, because otherwise the audience is ahead of John. Yeah, exactly. I, John uh, has to have these thoughts as well, because otherwise we're thinking it. Yeah, that's actually what I like about this episode, is that they managed to do that quite well, so that John is, like, immediately, pretty much immediately, like, after the first scene, like, when he sees Aaron, he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's not buying into it at all. Uh, and he's... He's making all the steps that we as the audience would be making. Like, yeah. okay, who is it? Why doesn't, why doesn't he think about the ancients or Maldus? Well, he does. Yeah, because otherwise it, it would be like a very frustrating thing to watch. It's like, come on, John, you should know that. And Heck, he even brings up Talene, who I would have completely forgotten in this case. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, that works really well and is actually probably what helped, what stops the episode from being, uh, I, I guess... It's kind of why it actually really helps the episode, basically. Yeah, it, it, it makes it 
something that we as an audience who know the series can still watch because John is acting like he knows what happened yeah. via his episodes, which and is it, important. Yes, and it allows us to uh, absorb everything else that's going on. Yeah, because there's a lot to absorb. Yeah, because yes. next up, uh, John leaves the psychiatrist's office and he's like, okay, let's, uh, let's go in there. He's walking around the car park with DK. You know, they're just... And a car comes up, <laughs> just skids around them, not hitting them. It's a, a left-driving car. Left-wheel on the left hand, which is apparently really hard to get in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, right? Yes, they had a hard time getting one of these right, cars. because they're trying to... Yeah, because ostensibly they're in America. Yeah, Cape Canaveral. Right, yes, of course. <laughs> Despite everything being filmed in Austria, yeah. there's a lot of a lot of funny things in the commentary. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I should go back and uh, watch that again. Actually. Worth your time. Yeah. I'm only I'm only thirty minutes in, but worth your time. Cool, but yeah, it's Dargo in heavy air quotes. But he's wearing like he's not he's wearing I don't know like a sports jacket. Well, like trainers and you know. <laughs> Yeah, and his personality, he's like, he's like he just came off the golf course. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly what he looks That's like. Perfect description for actually, that. Actually, he's even wearing gloves, so that's yeah. probably what they're trying That's to... actually where it was. Yeah, but what they're going for. So His characterization, I wrote down, is hipster dick Dargo. Kind of. I, it's more like a bro douche guy. A bit, I guess, yeah. Yeah, his, but his name is... He introduces himself as Gary Regal. And again, John's like... What's with the tentacles? And he's like, hey, it's a... DK says to him, it's like, well, it's a lifestyle choice, John, you know? <laughs> Again, not, not, not denying, denying it. He's no. not crazy in seeing things. This is actually what these people look well, like. Well, you say he's not crazy in seeing things? The fact that the other people are responding to him like it's... Actually, okay, yeah, yeah. They, don't, like, they okay. don't think he's crazy in seeing okay, things. Okay, okay. There is actually something going on here. Zan is actually blue. This is actually what Dargo looks like. Yeah, but uh, he's like, hey, man, I know you. you you're that uh, astronaut guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. what's up? Man? Say, hey, why don't we go get a beer? And John, I love, John's like, yeah, no, let's get a beer. Yeah, Give me the keys. keys. Beer. <laughs> and then and DK is like, wait, no, he has things to do. Come back. We have to fix the Farscape project. And he's like, my friend... And- uh, Gary is like, my friend, you have realized there's always time for beer. And pats him on the face. <laughs> it's great. And it. he's also, he's a completely different voice than Dargo has. It's like, hey, man, how you doing? And I was like, yeah, man, whoa, <laughs> let's get beers. Woo. So then we go to the bar, and uh, Gary and John are talking. And John's like, I reckon somebody's messing with my head. You know? Probably some aliens science project which yeah. Gary responds, Yeah man. It's all just life sucks, man. <laughs> and so I I like that they say like uh John's like, Well they want a reaction out of me. Well I'm not gonna react. And as he says this, the camera's slowly panning across him. In the background Yeah. In the yeah. background, you can see Pilot's head. It's out of focus, but it's Pilot's head uh, behind John. Yeah, you're, <laughs> and, and as Gary starts cheering and spinning in his chair, John hears something, looks around, and sees that Pilot is playing the bongos. Yeah, it's like Pilot Several. Pup. Not just like Pilot. is a Pilot puppet, but he's got like a colorful, like, I don't know, poncho on and yeah. playing the bongos, and then... Scorpius is wearing like a de- uh, like a denim jacket and is uh-huh. playing the drums. Actually playing the drums. Actually the playing act- the drums. Yeah. Because the actor who plays uh, Scorpius can act- is actually an accomplished drummer. Yeah, I believe he was in a band. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. It was f- funny to hear that. It's like, yeah, no, of course, let let him do the drumming. That makes total sense. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he was he plays the drums in a band called Signal Room. Uh, which was formerly known as Number 96, along with Anthony Simcoe as well. They were both ah, in that cool. band together. Sweet. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, he's getting to show off there. But, I mean, it's just like not, not really like going full into it. But anyway. <laughs> it still looks really good. <laughs> it's a nice little... Um, and John's yeah. like, okay, I huh. need another drink. And goes to the bar. 
And sitting at the bar is Scorpius again. Except it's Scorpius in normal Scorpius costume. I mean, yeah. I mean, the Scorpius sitting at the uh, at, behind the drum still has to get mask. Oh yeah, he still has that, it's but he has to get mask. But yeah, uh, at the bar it's quote regular Scorpius. Yeah, and this Scorpius actually starts talking to him like he's regular Scorpius. Like, we don't have time for this, John. We, I need you to focus. It's like, yeah. John is like, hey, okay, what's your deal? You don't fit the pattern. No Halloween costume. Not, you know. What's what's your name name in this play? Name in this play. And he's like, you know what that says to me? It says that you're pulling the strings. No, because this Scorpius actually says, you know my name, John. It's Scorpius. Yep. And John's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Then you don't fit the pattern. And that means you're doing this. Yeah. And <laughs> Scorpius is actually like, don't be silly, John. I'm the only person who can help you around here. I need you to focus. But uh, before any, well, before that can go any further, because yeah, John tries to throw him over uh, one of the tables. Yeah, and then suddenly gets hit by some. It's you don't see anything, but he just starts spasming, standing up, mm. neck muscles straight, arms stretched to the side, head up, facing yeah. upwards, and he just has that yeah. and falls over table. Scorpius is gone by this point. Yeah. Also, didn't mention, but uh, Bettina Fairchild is also there in the bar with them. Right. Because yeah, they, just... she comes in like you know, off duty, and John introduces her to Gary, and then her and Gary start making out. And John's like, "Do you two know each other?" They look at look at him. Nope. Never met. <laughs> John's just John's reaction. Continue kissing. John's just like, okay. <laughs> right. I forgot that bit. Yeah. It's just like again, every John just this is just John reacting to all this weird stuff happening. Yeah, he's reacting like I would be reacting. Like, what? What is any of this? What? So yeah, but he start, he has a sort he has that uh, spasm and starts shaking and yeah he convulses, falling onto the table and wakes up back in Doctor Kaminsky's office. Yeah, or he moved there. It's not entirely sure. There's a cut. He might have wake woken up there. Or yeah. it might have been... Um... Oh, he just walked back there. Yeah, okay. Because but... it implies that he's been talking to her for a bit. Because he's not surprised he's suddenly there. <laughs> yeah, so now John is also... Again, he's trying to figure out who's behind this. Yeah. And uh... I love the line of him saying, like, well, you're not really you're not really Zanny, you're not really a psychiatrist, but you're the closest I'll get to both. So let's talk. I like that he's puzzling through the whole thing. He's like, okay, well, what's the end goal here? Yeah, you know, what are they? What are they trying to get me to do? You know, what's the idea that everything was a dream? And it's like I could have bought it until Aaron shows up, and then Doug, and then I mean, it's the Zan. That's the point where he's like, Aaron, I could have bought. Probably not, but I could have. Yeah, maybe seen her during a loose dream, but this is just going too far. Yeah, and it's like, okay, it's got to be Scorpius because I've been having flashes of him ever since I was in the Aurora chair. Yeah, and but why now? And we've seen that in the last few episodes, you know, where, particularly the last episode where he starts hallucinating Scorpius. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, you know, I could still be on, you know, here's the other possibility. I could still be on Moya, and this could all be a dream. And actually, Dr. Kaminsky's like, well, that is one possibility. I also like in the scene that he has a realization that he he's actually miss he actually misses Moya. Yeah. And, and through, and he starts to realize how much his... It has become home for him, mm. which is yeah. really nice. Yeah, and that... it's like yeah, no, he's been at that place for at least a season and a half. Yeah, at this point, it's it started to grow on him. He, he's <laughs> starting to miss it. Yeah. All right. So uh, back outside, we've got Jack and we well, got John's dad and DK uh, saying, "Okay, there's a new project administrator for IASA and." Mm -hmm. uh, his name is Douglas Logan. He's a tough bastard, and yeah, you gotta. We've got to be careful with him. I called who this was, by the way. <laughs> yeah, beforehand, this is great. He says he's a nasty piece of work, and uh, you gotta go talk to him. Just play, just play nice, and we'll be okay. We'll get the funding, and all that. And walks yeah. into the office. There's nobody there. It's a nice office. He says, "Oh, nice sticks." And then coming in from the out of shot on a. Mobility scooter is what yeah. it is. It's Rachel. Yep. I figured they put him in charge. <laughs> but it's, it's like, Guido, how are you doing, buddy? That's, takes yeah. the, takes the thing. Uh, that's the, what, 
He says. <laughs> takes the take the cigar. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm doing, buddy. <laughs> guys, meet the new boss. Not the same as the old boss, because. Uh, Rigel is dressed up like he's got like a suit on yeah. and a jacket hanging off his shoulders and like he said he's got a cigar uh-huh. <laughs> and he's just like we're going to authorize a second attempt at the Farscape uh, project uh, but you have to get this one right it's good PR if you fly it and John is do- having this whole conversation with well with uh, a cigar in his mouth cigar he took from, from uh, the guy feet on the desk just flicking through the contact cards yeah, through his business cards and just business like cards, flicking them at uh, at Rachel's face. But as soon as he mentions like we want to try and do a second attempt, he's like, "Oh, so oh. you want me to do it again and recreate the exact conditions and show you how I did it and made the wormhole that opened me up and sucked sucked me down into Wonderland." And he's like, <laughs> and he makes this amazing noise and just this while holding like, a shuttle, tiny shuttle. I love the, like how. How completely loopy and he's, he's like, going already. I didn't know how I did it. Yep, it's not so going to work. No idea. And he starts stalking to Scorpius in the sky. It's like, hey, Scorpy, if you think I knew, even if you think I knew how I did it, do you think I'd share it with you? He's like, no. And he's like, and and uh, Rigel's like, who are you who are you talking to? <laughs> it's like, oh, sorry, not to you, because you're not real. Yeah. What? None of you are real. Yeah, John and walks out. He walks out, and then Jack and uh, well, his dad and DK start arguing with him. He's like, "What the hell was that? That was, that was terrible. What are you doing?" And then uh, <laughs> he also says, "Like, okay, he's a little slug man in a he's a little green slug on a fucking scooter on a scooter." And he's like, <laughs> "His dad's like, that's like, what does this man's disability have to do with anything?" It's like. <laughs> What? <laughs> Again, not denying it. Again, they're all buying into it. Yeah, and but then he comes up uh, behind them, so uh, comes up in uh, another sort of cart. And yeah, says, so I think I think it's a valet, a little valet car or something. Yeah. <laughs> says, okay, you know, go on, I wasn't done with you. <laughs> John's like, oh no, okay, we're not done here, and let's, he just grabs him, plants a big kiss on him, picks him up, starts twirling him around. Yeah, near the stairs. Yeah, yeah, car park. They're they're pretty high, and then he just throws him off the stairwell. Like, oh, oh, there's he coming! Oh no! And he just John just killed the man. <laughs> he fucking murdered the man. <laughs> he killed and him. Just, and it's just like how he turns around, and there's DK and Jack, his dad, standing there. Like he's like, what? None of this is real. Yeah. Like you're even responding like I expected you to. It's so annoying. Yes. You're shitting your pants thinking that you've just lost your job and you, Dad, you're think you're just mad because I'm not playing by your rules. It's like it's go yeah. away. He shushes in the way. It's like go away. It's annoying. Yeah, he's like you made they made you up from my memories and you're damn it, you're doing exactly what I expect. Get out. Yeah. So we go back to the bar because that's really the only sensible thing to do at this uh, yeah, get get drunk, wasted. Yeah, and uh, Gary is there, and Bettina is also there, and they're in a they're in a little uh, a little booth. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, she says, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine called Jessica, and it's Chiana. Of course, because John's like, ah, you're all here. Great, everybody's Finally. here. Woo! And and she's like, oh, you're an astronaut. Ah, I like astronauts. And he's like, you're an astronaut groupie. Yeah. So he's like. Works for me, I guess. <laughs> and but actually, we see somebody behind him sitting uh, in mm. the next booth. This is uh, regular Leatherman Scorpius, who's like, "We don't have time for this, John. We definitely need to talk." Yes, and he's like, "John says, okay, can anybody see the guy, the creepy guy in the next uh, booth?" And they're like, nope, "Nope, can't see anyone." He's like, "Great, let's go let's for a go. drive." <laughs> Cut to them in a car. Going way too fast. Oh, yeah, they're just... On the right side mm. of the room. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> there was actually a sign on the wrong side of the road there. Uh, that's what happens when you film in Australia. It's Couldn't be helped. Listen, he's going crazy. He's imagining things on the wrong side of the road. Yeah, exactly. That's also how I covered that one up. It's like, yeah, no, it makes sense. Doesn't matter. So, okay, they're driving along. They're like, woo, yeah, let's go, come on. And John's like, okay, I got a new theory. You want to hear it? And they're like, 
Yeah. yeah. Lay it on me, man. Lay it on me, man. It's like, life sucks. Everything yeah. sucks. <laughs> Enjoy what you can. Yeah. Man, Scorpius appears on the <laughs> on the bonnet. It's just like, thump, and he's like, like up on the windscreen as <laughs> yeah, well. John, we really don't have time for this. Like, we need to talk. Like, what? And John puts on the windscreen wipers. Like, <laughs> Go away, Scorpion. I want to talk. Uh, is, what does he say? It's like, this is no time to be having fun, John. <laughs> oh, this episode is a rollercoaster ride of insanity. It really is. And so they're like, you know what? No, screw you, Scorpion. Um, and there's an oncoming truck. Yeah. So John like swerves into the path of the truck, and just crash, and he wakes up in the operating room again. Yeah, the same one we saw at the beginning of the episode, and uh, Bettina comes in, and her hair is in rollers now yeah. as well for some reason. The wine rack, as they apparently Claudia Black called it. <laughs> it is big enough; it could fit like a wine bottle. Yeah, exactly. in there. yeah it works. Yeah. <laughs> He says, well, the truck won, and he's and John's like, well, as a doctor, don't you think that should have killed us? He's like, we got lucky. Uh, <laughs> Carrie and Jessica are fine. Because, uh, again, the wheels slowly keep coming off this wagon. Oh, yeah. Very slowly things spiral further and further out of control. Well, here's another wheel falling off the wagon, because John has a new visitor. John's like, okay, who is it? Is it Chris? I'm like, yeah, that could be. We haven't seen him yet. No, it's his mother, who's dead. My notes. This is cruel. This is mean, and like this is mean, and which is John's response? Like, no, no, because everybody up to this point, he's had fun with it. It's like, oh, okay, you're supposed to be that person. You're supposed to be that person, of course. Okay, let's nuts. let's play yeah. along with this. This is cruel because yeah. his mom is dead. And yeah, in fact, there's a quick line I think from uh, his dad earlier on. It's like when your mom died. You yeah. know, it was hard for us or something like that. And so, yeah, she comes in and he's like, no, no, you're dead. Um, he says, no, you, ha you have to come with me. His um, mom gives him a hug. It's like, oh, it's, it's just, okay. You've changed so much. Yeah, it says, like, you're, um, you've changed, you've become callous and you've killed. And, like, that's what bothers you, isn't, isn't it? It's the you've killed part that John makes. Like, wait, you can't know that. Yeah. But she says, like, ha that's, but it's true, isn't it? That's why you can't sleep at night, because it bothers you. And he's like, I sleep, I sleep just fine. I sleep fine. You're not real. You're not my mom. And he's like, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. Going and away from something that isn't my mother. Yeah. In this scene, actually, really beautiful. Because there's a song playing in the back, mm. and I don't know its actual name. It's like... <laughs> oh, I know what it is. Yeah, in the background it's playing uh, Hush Little Baby is the name of the yeah. oh. song. But it keeps alternating between one line of that very softly, and I, what I think is a piano. Yes. And then a piano doing weird stuff, like... Yep. Yep. And then again, of one line of the, the song, and it's just, it's so well done, because it's both that familiarity mm. and that weirdness combined, that off-putting. Off yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Emphasizes, like, how weird this is. Like, weird, how, familiar, but weird. Yeah. The, ju the juxtaposition between the two. Yeah, it works really well. I so. love how that's also folded into the music mm. scene. Yeah. But yeah, he's like, okay, no, this is, you're not my mom. This is cruel, which he, you know, he does say, and uh, goes back to the bar again. Yeah. And, and he he's... sits down at the bar, same seat he was before, uh, sitting at the bar. Scorpius sitting next to him and is like, okay, let's talk. And... What are you going to talk about, man? Yeah, because this is the Scorpius with the denim jacket who's the drummer. Yeah. So he's like, I don't, I don't know you, man. I don't care to know you. I don't care about your problems, man. Yeah, and John's like, oh, right. Wrong one. <laughs> and then... Okay! So, seeing his dead mother is bad enough. Then she comes into the bar on a drip, looking just really Ill, just really sick. In a hospital gown. Hospital gown, yeah. We, you're like, John? John? 
I have in my notes, crueler. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I'm scared, you know, be with me when I go this time. Like, oh! <laughs> okay. That was like, this time? Yeah. So, wow. <gasps> wow. John's like, oh. begging, he's like, don't do this, this is cruel. No, this is, this is cruel. Like, you're not real. And go away. And she comes close to him, she's half bearing over him. Trying to hug him, and it's like no, no, and he's he's tearing up at this. Yeah. He is distraught. Mm. Like no, get away from me! Ugh. and he runs out. You can still, even though he's run out, the mother is still crying. Yeah. Wow. Like, oh. So yeah, he he runs out. He's just running around outside. What it implies is that when his mother died, he was he didn't stay there till the end. He yeah. couldn't take that. But he wasn't there. And now he's confronted oh, by that decision. That's oh, that's awful. All right, so he runs back outside, and now we find Chris, who's yeah, dressed as a police officer. He's a cop in this one. Yeah, makes sense. Makes, makes sense. He's like, oh, the good captain. He's like, do you really think I'd be walking a beat if I was still the captain, yeah. or if I was the captain? I, I'm still, I'm still chuffing at the heels to get the uh, get into civvies. He's like, yeah, ditching the uniform might not be the best idea. <laughs> Subtle reference to the yeah. fact that him ditching the, uni the uniform in real life. Yep. He recognizes him. He's like, hey, you're that astronaut, John Crichton, right? And he's like, just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who I am anymore. He's like, you've clearly had too much. Come back to the station and sleep it off. He's like, yeah. nope. Uh, leave me alone. Just leave me alone. And just starts wailing on just him. Slams. He just punch. Turns around. Punches Chris square in the face. Grabs him. Puts him on his car. Climbs up the car and just starts slamming on his head. Yep. And just takes his gun takes and his gun, puts it to his head and just like nope. Runs puts off. it away. Walks off. So then he goes back to quote Logan's office, uh, Rigel's office, and uh, who is there? It's basically everybody. You've it's got the whole cast is there. You've got Rigel. Uh, Aaron as Bettina Fairchild, you've got his dad, you've got DK, and uh, Zan, Dr. Kaminsky, they're all there. They're sitting partially on the desk, standing behind each other, it's like, ah, John, welcome, we're just discussing his future, your future. And they start, and John starts looking at the pictures on the wall, and the first picture is them, exactly as they were just sitting there, yeah. at that point, on the desk. I have several questions. <laughs> what? And then, I like that because it's the perfect kind of blending of reality and hmm. images. Yeah, and then the next one is uh, the drummer Scorpius next to like a golden record. <laughs> <laughs> and the third one is Dargo sitting on top, a, gi a giant Dargo sitting on top of a space shuttle. <laughs> it's like, yep, okay. that, that, that pans out. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like, okay... You're in no shape for this. And he says, oh, okay, Scorpy can either let me go or watch me go berserk. And yeah. uh, Dr. Mincy's like, you're obsessed with this. You seem to be obsessed with this Scorpius fellow. It's not good for your health, John. He's like, it doesn't matter. And he just grabs the gun and shoots his dad. Except the bullet goes straight through his dad and, shoot and hits the pictures behind him. Yeah. He's like, like he just fires, nothing happens. Not even, yeah, just... Nothing happens. And he's, he's like, I'm disappointed in you, son. And John just keeps shooting at them. Yeah, shoots DK, tries to shoot Rigel. And they start talking about them being hungry and wanting takeout and having a discussion about what they're wanting to eat. It's like, oh, not Thai food. It's like, should we get pizza? No, I'm sick of pizza. No, should we get deli? It's like, oh, corned beef on uh, rye for me. It's like, <laughs> it's just shooting. Stop. 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 He's just unloading on all of them, even though it's not doing anything. Yeah, and he's just like... Stop! And he's just screaming, and uh, then we get like a flash, and he wakes up again in the operating room. Every time we wake up here, things get weirder and weirder. And when he wakes up, Crace is there, holding holding, dog. holding a little terrier. White dog. <laughs> Toto. Yeah. The dog is named Toto. This is relevant. Well, anyway, he's. <laughs> Okay. My uh, first reaction was Africa, but that—that's the wrong. That's not. Don't, don't, don't. I know. Please, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Okay, unlawful possession of a firearm, assault on a police officer, all of this stuff, and attempted five attempted murder." He like reams off these charges. He says, 
That altogether that comes to twenty nine dollars forty cents. Cash, check, or credit card. <laughs> it's like what? Spits up his hands like I'll take that receipt. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> Toto, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> he walks away with the terrier on his arm. It's great. John is actually like he's handcuffed to the bed now. Mm-hmm. I'm like okay, so yeah, as uh, soon as Crace goes, like I must be losing, cracking, and then up from underneath, like get a shot from back, like behind, like just popping up from the other side of the bed. It's Scorpius, actual Scorpius this time again. Yeah. Okay, John, I need you to listen to me. Yeah, it's like it's not me that's doing this, John. It's a Scarron. We learn that the Scarron has captured him on a commerce planet. Commerce planet, John. He's trying to get into your mind, and I can't have that because I was here first. And like, I like John's like, no, no, you weren't because the ancients were there first. It's like that's true, but okay. So, yeah, what he says is that the Scarrons. This is their interrogation technique. They yeah. induce delusions to break down mental defenses. And he actually says, you know, they're not trying to fool you, John. They're trying to break you. And it's working. Yeah, they're trying to drive you insane. It's working. Yep. Um, and he says, well, I... And then, of course, you know, I was here first. He says, that's true. When, but when the Aurora Chair failed to get the uh, wormhole information, I had to implement a second strategy. And we get that same flash we've seen several times of the yeah. needle going into John's head. And John, like, jolts up and looks at him and is like... You, you put something into my head. And he's like, yes, a, an advanced neurochip that contains, well, it contains me. <laughs> a clone of his personality, he says. It's AI Scorpius is living in his head. Oh, my God. Yeah, it, it, it's, and John's like, that explains all the visions I've been having. That's why I couldn't kill you during yeah. the Maltese Crichton, remember? Yeah, yeah, that was also... We finally have something we've seen flashes of. Finally, the explanation of what the hell is going on. Yeah, and he says, you know, my job is to access the wormhole knowledge in your brain, no matter how long it takes. And John's like, <laughs> <laughs> you're Harvey. Well, he goes back and forth. He's like, oh, Harvey, or is it Clarence? Oh, Guardian Angel, Invisible Rabbit, da, da. Harvey. <laughs> he has a name. Yes, Harvey. And okay. Can we just call him that from now on? Oh, yeah. Can we give him his proper name? That's Harvey, yeah. No, like this I said, is Harvey. Long-time Farscape fans will have, you know, will remember Harvey. Yeah. So, yeah, it's Harvey, and this is where we uh, are introduced to him. Yep. So he says, and then he does a bit more expositing. Uh, John says, does the Scarron know you're here? It's like, I only manifest when the Scarron's attention is elsewhere. And uh, ignore the false Scorpius, confide in nobody else. Mm -hmm. And... How do I know you're telling the truth? And so, uh, Scorpius is like, well, you've been unreasonably hot this whole time. You've been sweating. That's because of the physical reaction you were having to the heat that a Scarron gives off. Your temperature lessens slightly when the Scarron is elsewhere, preparing another onslaught. Yeah. And so the Scorpius uh, says, he hasn't disarmed you yet because a shot from your blaster pistol didn't do anything. So you're going to have to do something else. You're going to have to... I need to be leaving. Sorry. <laughs> it's like... Scarron is returning. He just sort of pulls back. He's like, I have to go now, John. And he's, he's like, like, do what? But to what? Do what? Do do back what? here! <laughs> Alright, so actually there's a, there's a very brief thing in the conversation that they have. Um, in that uh, when he's saying, you know, what, what you have to do is... Uh, Scorpius says to him... Uh, you must not allow yourself to be pushed over the edge. Mm -hmm. And for a brief second, uh, Wayne Pigram's actual Australian accent comes through <laughs> on the on the word edge. Um, like normally he has that. he has his ah yes hello John his up, upper class sort of English accent. He's like must not allow yourself to be pushed over the edge. Like it's, 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 <laughs> that's the one point where it cracks a little bit. And I was just like, uh. anyway, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I just, I just had that in my notes. It's like, oh, there's a little bit of a slip up there. Oops. <laughs> so, John was, you know, screaming, but to what? And whenever he screams, he wakes up somewhere else. Well, he wakes up at the same place. Yeah. Actually, interesting. Uh, the mention of the heat, totally correct. Because John has been complaining about it, it being warm several times. Yeah. Year. He's been sweating most of the time. Mm. There's been fans 
in almost in a lot of room in rooms he's been in. There's yeah. fans the bar. There's fans in uh, Fairchild's office. So it all does add up. Reference is beautifully done. Yeah. So John wakes up again, still strapped to well, still chained to the uh, bed. Yeah. And um, well. Let's see. We see a shot from his point of view, like looking down, like the bed, like along his body. And at the end of it, you've got, uh, well, you've got uh, Doctor Fairchild, Aaron, uh, Zen, and Tiana, and Tiana. What are they dressed in? Hats. Well, Doctor Fairchild is wearing a nurse's uniform, a leather nurse's uniform, sexy nurse uniform, sexy nurse uniform. Zan. Whatever, Zan, it's easier for me to remember. Yeah, than just it. go with Zan. Is wearing a black leather dress. It's either leather or rubber. No, it's leather. Oh, okay. it's leather. And uh, long leather gloves. And Chiana is basically wearing, I think, a maid's outfit. It's a schoolgirl outfit. I'm oh, right, very yeah, yeah. It's a schoolgirl outfit. Okay. And they're all. Oh, God. Okay, they're basically all dressed in fetish clothes, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and they're all talking dirty to him. Yeah. Like, oh, come on, John, it's nothing you haven't imagined before. Nothing you haven't fantasized about. Well, no, I haven't. It's like, no, it's not true. <laughs> and come then, on, John. Just, <laughs> that's just how you are. You're a man. I'm like, oh, come in, that one coming by, back to bite him. <laughs> yeah, I'm a guy. It's what guys do. Exactly. <laughs> like, ow. And they're like, oh, no, you're, you might enjoy it and everything. And then, okay. Okay, so I love how they go one step further with this. Okay, so basically we've got the POV shot from John, and it's looking down basically between his legs, and then up from underneath between his legs is Rigel in a gimp costume. Yep. It's not even like we've called Scorpius's get up a gimp costume. Oh, no, this is no, this is a legit like puppet-sized gimp costume. <laughs> And he's like, back off, everybody. This bitch is mine. Hey, <laughs> and Steve, then he goes, Steve. <laughs> hey, Steve, Steve. Mm. We need something for the next episode. What, what, what is it? Can we you make... A, we need a tiny puppet-sized gimp costume. Can you make that? Sure, why not? Let's go for it. <laughs> and he's got <laughs> a little... conversation that must have been happening. Oh, yeah. Before. And he's got a little whip, and he's like, this was for Sparky. And this is for calling me buckwheat, whatever that means. He just starts whipping. <laughs> oh, it's weird. Uh, and then we flash to John. Well, he actually just like wrenches the um, <laughs> right. the uh, like the handle Hat on belt. the yeah. on the bed off and just like pushes him off and just runs away. No, no, he doesn't pushes him off. He just oh no, cold clocks him. Right, he punches him in the face. Bam! So John like gets up, runs out, and uh, we see a <laughs> we see the shot of the ward name. Like the camera holds oh, yeah. on it for a second. It's the Mama Ward. <laughs> it's just like, okay, and this, this just goes completely psychedelic because there's he walks in here, stumbles in. There's DK being behind him, like John. Why did you do this? Arms stretched out, blood spurting out of, out of his wrists. Like, why did you do this to me? <laughs> He's like, ah, uh, no, man. And then doctors pick up John, put him into, I think he put him into like a pram kind of deal. Yeah, a giant-sized baby, whatever that is, where you put babies into a pram. What I said. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> a stroller for you Americans. How dare you? <laughs> and they, and uh, they wheel him away, and then we see his parents arguing. Yeah, in a- 80s... No, that 80s show. That 80s show... It's more like... like no, they're dressed more like they're from the 50s. Oh, right, yeah. With, uh, like, the ple- sweater and, like, Pleasant the... ish Yeah, uh, that kind yeah. of thing. And they're, like, <laughs> arguing and saying, you know, it's like... I wanted a terrier, not a kid. <laughs> it's like, look at this guy, he can't... You know, he can't, can't fetch, he can't get my slippers, and he can't even land a module. And, like, picks up the thing and, like, tips John out of it. And then he's... Then we go... Well, no, he, like, he tips, tips him out of it, and he falls off the building. Oh, right. Like, falls re- all the way far down the building, lands on the ground, not dead. And as a police car pulls up, and Crace gets out of it, points the gun at him. Crace is wearing high heels... Red, Red high, high heels. heels. Rocking them, by the way. Can I just say? Yep. He's rocking those heels. Nice. Nicely done. And uh, it's like, 
Read some. Oh god. Okay. I, what is the actual line? Because this is this is involved. This is impressive. You have the right to the remainder of a sign of attorney. If you cannot afford one, tough newbies, you can make one phone call. I recommend Tracy nine seven six triple five. Love. Do you understand these rights as I have explained them to you? Well, do you, punk? And hits him with the car door. <laughs> as soon as he gets hit with the car door, he wakes up in the car with Gary? Yeah. In the back at Lover's Point, I guess. Yeah, it's that place. It's, it's yeah. that place in all those movies where there's a car and a cliff and the city down below with the yeah, lights. Yep, there's yep. fireworks, I think, in yep. the back. Okay, so then... Uh, and Dark's like, now John... Yeah. I've been thinking about you in a very particular way these di these t last few days, and I'd like to uh, do some things with I'd you. I'd like to suggest, you know, a lax and bonding ritual. <laughs> and John, yeah, yeah. John's like, oh, oh no. Also, like, John is completely out of it at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just... No surprise. And he's like, okay, we're going to need some oil, we're going to need my quarter blade, some chains, oh, and Chiana. And John just starts cracking up at this. He's like, it's like yeah. It's like, yeah, she wants to watch. And he's just no. like, no, no. Ah. And Dargo's like, oh, yes. <laughs> switches low to voice him. again. It's like, back to low voice. <laughs> and yeah. then John wakes up again, and he's in Dr. Kaminsky's Dan's office. And, okay. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, so this was... Previous things have been like previous things have been weird or cruel. This is just no. <laughs> this is just wrong. This is wrong. In the office. Yeah, and his mum's there as well, in a nightgown. Yes. Picky. And she's walking around. It's like, oh, this is an interesting book you have for. And deep. she's acting very like seductive. Oh, yes, that's a good word for it. And it's like, oh, it's. The Oedipus Principle. The, I don't know what that means. This is the, Oedip the Oedipus Complex. Yeah, Could you explain that to me? And just like sits down like on John's like shoulder, puts his leg up on there, and he's just like, "Huh, no!" Uh, mm. Me during this was me saying, "No, no, no!" Grasping the 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 handles of my chair, slowly backing away from the screen. <laughs> That's what I was doing when I saw. I was like, "No." No, and I have in my notes, cruelest. Yeah. So, you know, for anyone who isn't aware, Oedipus Complex is, you know, Oedipus who, want, who ended up sleeping with his mother and killing his father. Yeah. It's mostly the sleeping with his mother part they're referencing yeah. here. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the Oedipus Complex, but it re refers to... That's mostly, yeah, that's... that's yeah, that's right. It's usually not the desire to kill your father. That's something... No, that, that, that's, that, that's not usually that's, what people are talking fact, about. Yeah. <laughs> And so, yeah, okay, because we haven't pushed things far enough. Like, his mum is coming on to him and, like, referencing Oedipus. I mean, when she references, like, he says, this is, oh, the Oedipus complex. I don't understand. I don't know what that is. I'm like, that's on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's just, it works so well because she seductively is like, could you explain that to me? Because you're like, always such a good boy. And like, ah! Okay, so then we have another flash. He's back at the bar. And uh, Gary's like, hey, boogie man. And he's like, no, I'm not going to. No, man, this is all crap. And everything starts to slow down. Well, he hears suddenly Aaron calling for him mm -hmm. and saying, you know, Crichton. Crichton. And, and she starts screaming, clear the dance floor, clear the dance floor. And then we see actually in the crowd, Aaron in her peacekeeper jacket and everything, her hair tied up. So it's not clearly not uh, Dr. Fairchild. She takes her pistol, shoots the disco ball at the top and the screen shatters actually, which I like. Yeah. From our perspective, it's like glass shattering. Uh, everything goes away. I mean, mm -hmm. everybody goes away. I think they're still in the bar. They're still in the bar. He gets up from the floor, and she says, Okay, I've searched half this world for you. We're still on the commerce planet, but you're underground in a holographic chamber. And he says... Oh, thank God. He's like, Okay, d it was Scorpius. He captured you. Uh, don't worry, though. I killed him. Oh, good. Well, that 
Soul's one of the two Scorpius's we know about. But John's like, that's interesting. And Aaron's like, why? John says, John that. thinks for a moment. It's like, let's just get out of here. We'll talk about that later. And she's like, no, I want to know now. And, and there's pause, and John's like, no, I'm not going anywhere. Center. It's like, no. Not going. You're not getting anything from me. Yeah, he realizes that this is still part of the delusion. Yeah. And uh, she says, no, I'm not going with you. And she says, okay, well, frell you then. And does this weird, like, little tongue waggle movement, like a wave almost. Yeah, waving like Claudia Black, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I believe that was uh, something that she added to the scene. I, I assume so. <laughs> that's one, that's not something you write because you never know if the actor or actress. <laughs> yeah, wait, I would be concerned if somebody wrote that in the script. It's like, how did you know? So she sort of walks away and, uh, yeah, okay, you can stay. And then we're back in the bar, the disco ball. Everybody's back. Yep, everybody's back. They're all dancing around. There's all these lights flashing. And then John just, at the top of his voice, like, kiss my, my and ass. Then, and then, well, he doesn't actually get that word oh. out. He doesn't. He's like, kiss my And then he starts convulsing. Yeah, he has the whole convulsion. And repeatedly this time. Yeah, and having flashes. And now we get to see what's been going on the whole time. He's in, we get to see the Scarron. Mm-hmm. Operating a bunch of machine, a uh, bunch of uh, machinery to uh, screw with John, because John's basically standing up in the middle of a dark room, mm-hmm. and uh, Scarron has got these controls that he's adjusting, and uh, it says, you know, increasing the stimulus uh, to this much and turning it up, and uh-huh. and he's just sort of standing there shaking, and uh, then actually he collapses, and yeah. the Scarron's like. Neural activity has ceased. Yeah. And patient deceased. And he yeah. starts listing off reasons like he couldn't have predicted this because John is a new species and no, stuff like that. No baseline. And, yeah. No baseline. And I, the Scarron actually looks great because it doesn't look like the Scarron from. Um, oh, from the look uh, of the princess. N- no, it's a completely different one. Yeah. Sure. It's, There's, it, it's clearly a Scarron, but this one is gray, has a slightly different tilt off head. Red glowing eyes. Where's a suit that actually reminds me of Scorpius's getup? Yeah, and he's got. I think it's a little bit scalier as well. There's less yeah. sort of. Uh, it's less smooth and much more like mm-hmm. little detailed little scales on him. It looks really yep. good. Yeah, and he's like, okay, well, this guy's dead. Clearly, this, is, oh, this hasn't worked. But uh, John is. He's collapsed on the ground, but he opens mm-hmm. his eyes, and he's just like fiddles with his pulse pistol. Mm-hmm. Flips a switch, something starts beeping. And like Scarron turns around, see what's making the noise. And then as soon as he's like the Scarron comes over to John, John grabs the gun, shoves it in the Scarron's mouth, and just jumps away and it explodes and blows the Scarron's head off. <laughs> <laughs> totally metal. Also, yes, we know from the first season, second episode, that John is able to overlook guns. Yeah, on purpose. Knows exactly how on to do that. On purpose this time. Yeah, he's le- he's learned. <laughs> Uh, so like he's collapsed on the floor again and he's uh, okay so then we see Scorpius again who's you know applauding saying well done John and he's like what happened to me he says I just had to stop your brain function for a few microts to divert the Scarron no harm done I'll just go back in your subconscious mind now it's like I'm gonna hey I know there's a chip in me now I'm gonna try and get it out it's like there's no chip in your head John what are you talking about? And he's just like, like, no, you taught me that. You taught me that. And his speech starts slurring. And, and, he, and he's also like, there's. What was I talking about? And it's like, exactly. Oh. And so Harvey basically wiped that piece of memory from John. Yeah, and he says, there's an exit t- uh, down the hall to your left. And that will get you out of here. And he says, don't worry, John. I'll be with you always, keeping you safe. End episode. Fade to black. Now that's the episode. Oh, that was that was a hell of a thing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you know, there's a few things to unpack here. A few? Yeah. Well, okay. So narratively, okay. Yeah. In the in the in the sense of the rest of the season and what this contributes, actually, that's very quick. That's like John. First of all, John is 
kind of losing his mind. In this case, it was induced, so we don't know how much of his mind he's been losing. Yeah, but we, you... we've, we'll learn a little bit about last time. Yeah, but John has that neurochip in his head with yeah. Harvey in it. And so, you know, I'm pretty sure that's going to come up. No. <laughs> you think? Yeah. So I th that's really what it, all it adds so far to the, to the overall story. Mm -hmm. So that's why I said, like at the beginning, that it is it's pretty self-contained. Yeah, we learned two other things as well. What happened to John's mother? Yep, we get some backstory. And, and also that there's a little development of John actually starting to consider Moya as home. Yeah, we see him realize that as well. And yeah, um, yeah. so that's like that's you know narratively what happens and what that mm -hmm. contributes, and that's that all works. You know that's. That's good stuff. And then, you know, we have what actually happened in the episode. <laughs> Which is insanity. It's just, it's just completely nuts. This is, um, this is one of Farscape's mind frell episodes. Yeah, it definitely is. And it's kind of... It, it, it stands out in, that, in season two, I think, for that so far. Certainly, it's like nothing we've, not, we've seen before. Because, no. I mean, a human reaction... Was again, it was different because John was buying into it, wasn't actually sure what was going yeah. on. Um, and, uh, crackers don't matter was crazy, but in uh, in Moya, yeah, yeah, reality still existed in that one. <laughs> That's true. So yeah, this is taking them to new places they've not gone before, and really pushing like how nuts they can go. Mm -hmm. And they went nuts. Before we started recording, I mentioned that there was an, a themed reference oh, yes. to something else. Did you notice what it was? I mean, I had some ideas, but they make references in the episode to Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. And it's, it's Wizard of Oz a little bit. Tiny bit of Alice in Wonderland, I think, in there. So, yeah, it's, it's Wizard of Oz mostly. Yeah, it's like... Toto! Yeah. That's, that's the on-the-nose one. Yeah, there's also the thing where he mentions like the wormhole that took down from Kansas. Like that's like a sort of tornado. Oh, that was it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It, it, it is. It, it's not Alice in Wonderland. It is a Wizard it, of Oz. It's just Wizard of Oz. Yeah. 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 I mean, Wizard of Oz wasn't this nuts, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it really wasn't. Oh, uh, okay. I'm impressed how crazy they made this and how far they went. Yeah, and I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. I think again with these kind of crazy out there episodes there's that danger of i guess the phrase would be jumping the shark and going a little yeah. bit too overboard this i mean when they do it like this this works because it plays with the it's all in his head kind of deal it's it's actually interesting because the writer said that it was mostly focused on always staying with john as a person okay what does this say about john what do we learn here from him yeah which is which is what stops it from just being Wacky for the sake of being wacky. Yeah, that's the trap they managed to avoid. Uh, and it's the fact well. that he's he's having fun with it mostly, but it also starts spiraling out of control because it gets yeah. worse and worse and worse and worse. <laughs> it starts realistic, then there's suddenly Zan, then Rigel dies, then he then people just can't be killed. Then we have the whole um, Gimp Rigel. It's like it starts spinning out of control. The Oedipus. <sighs> yeah. And again, like we said, it's important that John is at the same, uh, like realizing things at the same time yep. as the audience. Because so, that makes this episode tense. Yeah, and it stops it from being frustrating because it can be frustrating to watch stuff like that and be like, "No, come on, John, you should know that. You should know yeah, what's going that's, on that's, here." That's, those are the most. And it's like, "Come on, it's so freaking obvious." Yeah, and that's when it's not fun to watch because you're like, "Oh, this is no, come on, you're acting dumb. You should yeah. know better than this." But I hate it when a character acts dumb to serve the plot. I'm like, no. Yeah. Find a way for them to act smart or give them a reason why they're acting dumb because of some character flaw we know about. Yeah, like in the first, like really early on in the episode, John's like, nope, okay, I don't buy this. Goes into the women's bathroom to try and, you know, yeah. figure this out. He's already trying to uh, get out of things and, you know, mm -hmm. break the system. So, okay, overall, like, this was definitely a lot of fun. Oh, God, it's so much fun. It's so much fun, and it's... It's just nuts in a really good way. <laughs> I like the episode a lot because it's like, there's just enough things that tie to the rest and like, okay, this was worth our time from a narrative standpoint, a grander narrative standpoint. Yes. But it's also just really fun 
distraction. Yeah. Sometimes an episode just is fun for the sake of being fun, and I'm completely okay with that. I mean, that's the thing. It's not just that, though, is it? Like, it, it, no. uh, it does actually contribute to everything else. And it, and it has some pretty powerful moments. Yeah, and, uh, like, we have to give credit to everyone involved. I mean, the two... Obviously, Ben Browder does a standout mm. job in this whole episode, doing going from crazy to, uh, you know, emotional... To just uh, like that kind of having fun with it, which is doubly impressive when you realize that this was all shot out of order, and the arc he goes through in oh, this yeah, yeah. episode is perfectly defined. Yeah, and then you've also got Anthony Simcoe getting to have a ton of fun as Gary Regal and Dargo. Everybody's just having so much fun. It's I, only Chiana who barely gets any screen time. Yeah, she doesn't have much screen time and doesn't really do much different you know it's still no. basically just Gianna <laughs> that's true but everybody else gets to play a completely different character but yeah like I think for me it's Anthony Simcoe and Ben Browder do I like the two standouts for this yeah episode. definitely and also I believe uh that Anthony Simcoe like yeah he said that he really enjoyed the episode because <laughs> it gets it, it lets him show off his com- comedic talents yeah he's really good at that <laughs> And Which we've seen a few times with Dargo, but I mm. really like it because he really gets to go ham on this one. Yeah, absolutely. Where do we want to put this one? I'm four out of five. Four out of five, definitely yeah. easy. Four out of five. Yeah. I was edging towards like really top marks, and I'm like, wait, we did make it harder to get them. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm completely okay with giving this a four out of five. This had this been the first season, I probably would have given it a five just because <laughs> the crazy insanity fun that it has. Yeah, there's a couple of things that I like. It, it's a little odd that, like, off the previous episode, it just starts with him being captured by the Scarab. I like that, actually. It's, I it, like that mm. at no point do we ever interact with, uh, aside from the last bit in the lab, with reality, with anything happening outside. It's just, he was on a commerce planet, we never see the commerce planet, we never see mm. what the crew were thinking, how, how he got caught, or how he gets back. That's not the main thrust of the episode, and I love that they... Pull that, yeah. cut that out so they can focus on the thing that is interesting. What I'm thinking is, like, on the one hand, I'm like, okay, we don't see him get captured. So we we have that, like, lack of continuity with the previous episodes. Yeah, but, but it also works. Yeah, it. I don't know what... I think, now that I think about it, if they had put it in, it would have really messed up the flow, actually. Yeah, I mean, you would have known that this was fake and wouldn't be discovering this with John. Yeah, that's true. And at the end, I like, yeah, they could have shown him going back, talking to the crew, but they really didn't need that. Mm. Yeah, so this was... There's a reason I said last time that we would be in for a treat this episode, because mm-hmm. I, I kind of knew what was coming. I'm like, yeah, this will be... If nothing else, it will be fun, but it is it is more than that. It does actually have extra dimensions to it, which is yeah. what what elevates it as an episode of Farscape. It, is, is this... A marvelously written plot, maybe. It's too complicated for me to, <laughs> di- to get into all the subconscious things that might be inserted into it. I never see those. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it is freaking fun, and sometimes that's enough. <laughs> so there we go. That was Won't Get Fooled Again. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so, and, you know, we set up Harvey. Yeah. Thing, so. I hope he gets to show up more from now on. Oh, I think he will. I'm pretty sure he will. All right, so let's see what's up uh, next time. We've got episode 16. It's called The Locket. Oh. Okay, this one seems to be another kind of standalone episode. While traveling through a mist, Erin scouts ahead for several hours, but when she emerges, she's aged 165 cycles. Okay. You have my attention. I mean, that's like the first line of the synopsis. I won't read much more into that, but I will say something else. Somebody comes back this episode. Someone, okay. Someone we haven't seen for a while. There's two people that could have been. The last time, it was Moldus. And it was wrong, so I'm going to assume my first guest then is right now. But we'll see next week. We will see. That will be yeah. next week on the Fastgate Rewatch podcast. So thank you for listening to uh, this episode. Yes. hope you enjoyed it, and uh, hope you're not too traumatized by seeing Rigel in a gimp costume or if you didn't, didn't watch have you know to see that they get to sleep tonight i don't i mean we've put that image in their heads at least <laughs> Fair enough.
<laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sorry. Still actually sleeping. <laughs> I will not. I will be staring at the ceiling, contemplating my life choices. All right. So we'll we'll see you next time. <laughs> Until then, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Can't Wear Hats. Red's at Vodogan in Tree. Yes. And go to CarwellHats.co.uk for all my uh, other projects and previous episodes. And that's all supported by the Carwell Hats Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Carwell Hats. Thanks for yes. listening. We'll see you next time. And uh, goodbye for now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, everybody. Normally, we do some kind of stinger here, but let's be honest. I don't think we're going to come up with anything crazier than what happened in that episode. No. We've been agonizing for 10 minutes. We realize there's nothing we can do here. I'm sorry. Normal service should be resumed next time. Definitely. All right, now that that's done, let's go see the wizard, shall we? Oh, yeah, sounds like a good idea. God knows I need a brain. I'll get the red heels.